Welcome back to the Coffee Break Bible Study Podcast. In this episode, we're looking at Matthew chapter 3. And, and really, as we start to dive into chapter 3, we, we will probably break this up into two different episodes because the first part, we're going to look at John the Baptist and what he teaches. And then we're going to look at, at when Christ came to him and was baptized. Uh, there's a lot of that happens in this chapter. And as we dive into it, there's so much that we can look at. We begin in, in verse 1. It says, in, the days, in these days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom is at hand. You see, John was a forerunner. He was looking forward to Christ, preparing the way. Uh, this was prophesied for us. And we see this in several different places. If we turn over to Isaiah chapter 40, we go back and look at the Old Testament because this is where these prophets told of these events, of what was going to happen, of what was going to take place during the time of Christ. And as we turn to Isaiah chapter 40, we're going to look at verses 3 through 5, where Isaiah is telling of John the Baptist, of what he was going to do. Uh, Isaiah 40, verses 3 through 5 says, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness... Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Again there, Isaiah is showing that John would be in the wilderness. He's going to be the one crying in the wilderness, preparing the way. Interesting enough, we think of a forerunner as one that prepares the way for the king. His purpose was to make sure that there was no problems, that the potholes were filled, that the hills were lowered, that the valleys were raised, that the roads were smoothed and straightened. And that's exactly what John was preparing to do, and that's what he was doing. If we turn to another old uh, Old Testament prophet, we turn to Malachi chapter 3. If you turn there with me, we'll continue our study and look at what is being told to us. Because Malachi, again, reiterates what Isaiah was saying and what he was teaching. Uh, we turn there very quickly. Uh, for some reason, my pages are and my Bible are sticking together. I can't quite get there right now, but we're getting there. Uh, and we begin to look at this a little bit more in depth and what, what is being taught and what is being shown to us. Uh, very interesting. Uh, Malachi chapter 3. And look at verse 1 with me there. It says, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom ye seek, shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. I'm going to send a messenger to prepare the way. That's John uh, saying the way's going to be prepared. Even if we go to verse 4, or chapter 4, the same book of Malachi, and look at verses 5 through 6. Again, fulfilling, it says, Behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He shall turn the heart of the fathers and the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. He's coming. Yeah, he, he, Malachi says that this person is going to send you Elijah, the prophet. He's going to come forth. He's going to be there before this day. 
Uh, this is John. And saying, look, here he is. Here he comes. He's preparing the way. He's making sure everything is ready for Christ to come. We look at verse 2 there. John preached repentance. His message was straight to the point. He he didn't beat around the bush. He didn't try to sugarcoat it or, or hide his message. He went straight to the point. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse 2, And saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom is at hand. It's coming. His message was, Get ready for it. It was preparing for Christ. It's, it's near. When we see that word at hand and that phrase, it means that it's close. It's near. It's about to happen. So you think of that. He's saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom is very close. It's near. It's coming. It's right at our doorstep. It's prepared for it. And yet, that's John's message. That they needed to prepare for this. That they needed to get ready for this. Verse 4. Verse 3, we talked about that a little bit as Isaiah, as we went back and looked at Isaiah 40, verses 3 through 5. There we see it again. He's he's the voice crying in the wilderness, prepare you the way, Lord, make his path straight. And then you look at John. You think of, uh, we'll see it later on, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, how they dressed and how they wore their clothes. John's different. He's totally different in his clothing. It says, in the same John had his raiment of camel's hair, a leather girdle about his loins, his meat with locusts and honey. And we think of what he wears. It's not the the fabulous clothing that the Pharisees will wear as we look at that here in just a moment or later on in our study of Matthew. He has a, a metal, a leather belt, or a leather girdle, girdle around his loins. His food, what he ate. And you think of that. How many of us would want to eat locusts or, or grasshoppers and, and honey? That's what his food was. He's in the wilderness. He's out there proclaiming the word. And verse 5, we see it. Then went out to Jerusalem, all of Judea, all the region around about the Jordan. They came to see him. And were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. He's telling them repent. He's baptizing people. And very interesting, you think of his baptism. John's baptism was prospective. It was looking toward the cross. It was getting ready people ready for that cross, for Christ to come. And then, it's, compare that to the Christian baptism that we see in Acts chapter 2. That baptism is, is retrospective. It's looking back toward Christ. And you think if we turn over to Romans chapter 6 for just a moment and, and look at that, uh, Paul here writing and, and telling us of this baptism in, in Romans chapter 4 or chapter 6 and verse 4 says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in a newness of life. You see, we think of, of that baptism in, from the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, looking forward. It was looking back to Christ and his death. Verse 3 of that same text in Romans chapter 6 says, Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Christ, were baptized into his death. We're looking back at his death. 
so that we could be raised in a newness of life, that we could walk just as Christ was raised from the dead. Yet how interesting that is when we think of John the Baptist. He's looking forward to Christ, preparing the way. Uh, you think in verse 7 there, here he is preaching, he's baptizing those that come, he's repent to, preaching unto them repentance, preparing the way. And then this is really our first time we have some interaction with the Pharisees and Sadducees. We see these two groups, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, coming in and to his baptism. They're coming to see what is going on. And it's interesting that John here says, look what he says there in, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 7. It says, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Hey, you think of it. Uh, we, we see that these Pharisees and these Sadducees, they were probably the elect. They were the ones, that, they were the intellectuals at the time. They knew the scriptures. They knew what was coming. They knew the signs. They carried themselves around like they were important. And yet, here they are coming to John. And John says, you're, you're a viper. You're, you're a brood of vipers. Yeah, you're full of venom. How evil they are. How wicked they are. Why are they there? Are, are you coming to, to make a show of yourselves? Sounds like John is saying. Are you putting this on to, to say, hey, look at me. Look at what I'm doing. Because they're wicked. Uh, they're, they're full of venom. He says, verse 8, Bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance. Uh, they weren't coming with the right idea. They weren't coming with the right mindset. Uh, they were trying to, to show themselves. He continues, says, And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children of Abraham. Now also the, now also the axe is laid upon the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water for unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And you think of that. He's telling them, look, you have Abraham. You, you, the, the axe is in the tree. The judgment is there. It's been there. That the, You think of the, the, how, the analogy that he gives of a fruit tree. If it doesn't bring forth fruit, good fruit, it's cut down. A gardener, if, if something was growing and doesn't produce, it's, it's worthless. It sounds like that's what he's telling these Pharisees and Sadducees here. What you're doing is worthless. You're not bringing forth good fruit. It's going to be cut down. And then he goes in and says, I indeed baptize you with water. Uh, unto repentance and preparing them for, that, for Christ. But there's one coming. There's one that the one that I'm preparing the way for. He's coming. I I can't fill his shoes. I can't take his place. I'm not worthy to bear what he has today. What he's going to baptize you with is probably salvation, and with judgment. He's going to judge them by that salvation. It says verse twelve, whose fan is in his hand. And he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner. He will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. He's going to separate the good from the bad. He's going to take the grain. 
the wheat and gather it the the shaft would be tossed away it'd be burnt up it's as worthless and how wonderful that is i said that we're not going to get into the last part of this but we'll go ahead and start there and we have the time because we start now and then christ comes on to scene we're not going to make this chapter in two parts we're going to make it in one and continue here we we've already gone this far we might as well finish the study and uh Chapter 13, verse 13 there of Matthew 3, it says, Then cometh Jesus unto Galilee, to Jordan, unto John, to be baptized of him. Now you think that for a moment. Christ was sinless. Why was he coming to John to be baptized? If Christ was sinless, why would he have to be baptized? And we'll see that here in just a moment. What Christ says. It says, but John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? John has the same question. He's going, I should be baptized of you, not, not you of me. What am I? I'm just the forerunner. You're the Messiah. You're the one that we're supposed to be looking forward to. Well, Jesus answers. And here is probably one of the, the, in John, or in Matthew here, the first time that we see Christ speaking. Jesus answers and said, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And Jesus is saying, I'm coming because I have to fulfill these things. I have to fulfill uh, the scripture. I have to fulfill what, what has been said. And this is, then he suffered him. And we look at that and, and we, we think of what is going on here and what has taken place. Uh, turn over to, to the book of Psalms with me. Psalm 119 and 172. Psalm 119 and 172. Because here we, we can see what, what Christ is telling us. Uh, we begin there. It says, uh, it says, My tongue shall speak. Uh, of thy word for all thy commandments are righteousness and then there's what Christ is telling him telling John look I have to fulfill all righteousness it's your command it's God's commandment I need to fulfill it and so here he is taking on that it says in Jesus when he was baptized went up straight away out of the water and lo the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him in the voice of, from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. You think of this picture that is taking place. Here is John the Baptist, baptizing Christ. And when he comes up out of the water, this, uh, the heavens open up. He saw the Spirit of God, and, and some say that this here would be the, the Holy Spirit of God descending like a dove, lighting upon Christ. And yet here we have the voice speaking, saying, This is my beloved Son. This is Him, and I am pleased. Uh, how wonderful that is. If we take that into consideration, that Spirit of God as, as the Holy Spirit, we have all three of the Godhead here. We have the Son, we have the Father, and we have the Holy Spirit taking place during this baptism right after it. And they're all right there. How wonderful that is. And what a picture that sets for us. Here's John the Baptist preaching uh, that the forerunner preparing the way for Christ. And here is Christ 
coming to that forerunner and fulfilling scripture, taking his place, preparing for that time, how wonderful that is. Yet we think of that in our sense, and, and we have to keep in mind that baptism, because that this idea of John's baptism or Christ's baptism, keep in mind that's going to come up later in the book of Acts, when we, we see others preaching John's baptism, and then they have to take, be taken aside. Think of Apollos, he's preaching John's baptism, and he's taken aside by Aquila and Priscilla, and, and taught the way more perfectly, because he needed to be taught what was going on. And Christ now stepping into that role uh, of the one that's going to be there. In verse in chapter four here in our next episode, we're going to continue the study of Christ. It's very interesting. In the next episode, we see the temptations of Christ uh, after he is baptized. We see in verse one, Jesus is led away by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Uh, very interesting as we start when we start that study and we get into these temptations and we we really start to see the the preaching ministry when Christ begins to teach and proclaim his message and how wonderful that is when and also we'll see also how Christ uh, gets over the temptations of the devil going back to scripture but what a wonderful lesson on, on John for us as he's preparing the way. He's saying, look, the kingdom is at hand. It's near. Here it is. Here's Christ. This is the one you are looking forward to. He's the one uh, that, that has come. And yet, how wonderful that is. And yet, I want to thank you for, again, continuing in this study in, in Matthew with me, in Matthew chapter 3. And how wonderful it is we can take time to sit down and study the Word together. Uh, thank you for joining us. Please make sure you like and uh, subscribe to, to this podcast. Check us out on Facebook at our page. We'll keep everything updated on what's going on. And as always, keep studying the Word of God. Uh, again, this is the Coffee Break Bible Study Podcast. This is your host, Aaron, and thank you for joining us today.